Welcome to the B-Sides and Beers podcast. Welcome to B-Sides and Beers episode 50. Tonight we're talking cider with Gina and Lindsay, owners of Shushwap Cider Co. out of Salmon Arm, BC. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Thank you. Woohoo. Appreciate you both joining us. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, this is episode 50. Uh, shout out, gentlemen. Nice job. I didn't think we'd make it to 50 episodes. <laughs> yeah. Didn't think yeah, we'd make so... it this far. <laughs> this was an excuse for the three of us to hang out and drink beer over the past two years and yeah, and yeah we're yeah, still doing good. it obviously so. we figure we, we were hooking up all the time uh just just doing it in the garage we figure let's uh let's start recording and see where it takes us so here we are 50 yeah yeah it's cool it's cool um but yes this is the first b-sides and ciders episode is episode 50 so um we yeah this is this is exciting for us because um, all of us love cider, but we don't know much about it and we don't know, um, you know, the process and we, we kind of like to dive in that way. And maybe, we, maybe we could start by just telling us like how it all kind of came to be and how this, you know, whole thing started for, for all three of you. And yeah, if you could just talk about that. Yeah, we'd love to talk about that. Thank you very much. So our other partner, Kaylee, she's not on online at the moment. Um, she has a little uh, 10 month old, so she's putting him down right now. So there are three partners, Gina, myself and Kaylee. And we started this process a couple of years ago. Um, we were all looking for a way to move on and out of our current careers. And we sat around, um, pretty sure we had a, quite a bit of red wine that night and uh, <laughs> came up with a couple of ideas. And the one that uh, really hit home for us was to open a cidery. I don't, yeah, I don't know if any of you know much about oh. the Shushwap region, but we have lots of agriculture and a very strong apple and agricultural background here. So it just made sense to us. And um, that's that's where it all began. So uh, just drinking wine, cidery, and then we did a lot of market research, which is, you know, guys, very important when it comes to- Very. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> testing, testing, testing. Um, that, yeah, that's, and I'm in Salmon Arm. So yeah, it, it, and there's lots of opportunity. It felt like it felt like nobody was doing anything for like a cidery in in a town that is you know known for apples. You know, it, it was kind of weird that way, don't you think? Like, yeah, it was a niche. Felt like. Yeah, there there actually was a cidery in Salmon Arm in uh, between 1912 and 1925, I believe, oh, in wow. our research Great. that yeah. we did. So um, we were not the first, but uh, we're the first in in many many years. So, but um, yeah, like like you folks, I think uh, we really loved hanging out and we wanted a reason to sit and drink together as well just like you like to drink beer together we like to drink cider <laughs> together so it was a, a great that's fit fantastic. for us yeah that's yeah. awesome so is i haven't been there do you have a, a, like a tap room there and a like a restaurant as well oh yes we built our manufacturing facility um and it has a tap room 
and it has a re little retail area. And then we built a patio. So we don't have a lot of seating inside. It's mainly for tasting. And our patio is uh, adjacent to the building. And then we also have access to the Panzudo Food Corps, which uh, makes all of our pizzas for the cidery. So you can come on in and you can get your uh, flights or glasses of cider um, or even any um, other alcohol that we may have on tap or in the, you know, serving that were, uh, you know, like wine. And yeah, order pizza and off you go sit on the patio. Nice. Yeah. Um, you serve other alcohol as well, um, in addition to the cider yeah, Gina, that you, that you, you make. Yeah, yeah, we do. Like we're we're all about local. I mean, not only supporting you know local farmers and um, other people that help us with our ingredients, like the lavender and the honey that go into our products. We also carry some local wine and uh, local beer as well, and uh, we make cider cocktails so we have some really cool cocktails that we're always uh uh oh wow just experimenting with we had one really popular one this summer it was we called it a peach iceberg so it was five ounces of our semi-sweet cider and we topped it with a peach puree uh iceberg with uh half an ounce of uh peach moonshine that came from after dark distillery in sycamus so yeah we, we like awesome. to do kind of cool things to kind of incorporate our local um, other local business partners. So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's yeah, always good to change it up with different, uh, different styles. So oh, yeah. let's dive in. Yeah. I got, I got dry I apple should, yeah. and I got to tell you all, and Mike can vouch for this. <laughs> we, we did yep. a, uh, you know, a deal in the home Depot parking lot of Vernon, um, where all the ciders were laid out in the back of the, of the trunk and just said, okay, man, like, which ones do you want to, do you want to take? And which ones am I going to take? What do you want? What do you and, need? And, and we'll be yeah. honest. We, we, we crushed one in the, in the Home Depot parking lot, the two of us. Oh, cool. <laughs> which, which oh. one was that? Can you, uh, can the, tell the, us more? The lavender honey. The, the, the lavender honey. Okay. Yeah. Which was fantastic. Yeah. So we did it out of sequence, but when I picked it up, Lindsay, I said it was going to be difficult to keep it, you know, from drinking it before today. But I kept the rest. The rest are intact. So I we do. It's have pretty it. impressive, yeah. actually. Thank yeah, you. I was actually going to put some uh, bets on you, but. Oh, good. Yeah, I know. <laughs> we made it. We made it. Yeah, thankfully. Yeah. Um, but it was tough. But okay, so yeah. I have dry apple. So can you tell us about uh, dry apple, please? Yeah, Gina, go for it. Yeah, sure. Um, so our dry apple is the driest cider we make. We actually make them all in a, a fairly dry fashion. We follow the English tradition of cider making. So um, they're not sweet like a pop, like you might find some commercial mm -hmm. cideries or like just a, a sweet pop with alcohol in it. These are, yeah, you know, handcrafted, dry, you know, 100% local apples used in them. So it's fermented apple juice. It's not concentrate. It's just beautiful apples. So, yeah, in the dry particularly, we have a few different varieties. We have um, some dessert apples like uh, North, or, um, Macintosh and Spartan. And then the dry component is more from the apples that are like a crab apple people would know. So there's Northern Spy, Bromley, and there are different kinds of uh drier apples that have the tart tans that give you that mouthfeel of a dryness. So yeah, that's okay. what's in our dry. Awesome. So how many different oh, apples then would be in here with different types? Or is that tough, um, to, tough oh, to say? 
Yeah, it's well, we I, I don't know, Lindsay, if you know the exact number, but blends often work better than single variety apples in, in a cider. It gives more complexity and, and balance. So, okay. um, Lindsay, do you know actually how many are in our dry or? I would say over 20, at least over 20. Wow. Buddies, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, the majority wow. is what Gina mentioned, you know, the the Max and Spartans, the, the sort of bulk um dessert apples, um, but there's definitely some culinary in there and some crab apple styles. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's generally, like Gina said, the blends will be, you know, the majority will be a couple of varieties and then you'll get this mixture of other things. So it's it's pretty tough mm-hmm. to be very specific, you know, in, in choosing your the apples that, that get into your fruit, into your cider, so. Yeah. So with 20, how do you come up with that blend? Is it tasting the apples before the process or is it tasting during, after? Because that's a lot of oh, yeah. different combinations. Like, like how, how do you narrow it down to <laughs> the, the specific apples yeah. that you are going to choose in this specific pro or this, uh, this offering? Well, we, we do like to utilize our local farms, obviously. So, you know, we went with a lot of what we could right. get locally, right? Um, okay. You know, a few of them we got out of the salmon arm area, some of the ones with the tannins in them, the apple, uh, the um, uh, Bromleys and Northern Spies came from a little bit further away. But um, yeah, we want to work with what we can get locally. So that's awesome. Okay, I have a question for both of you, and I don't know if this is going to step on anybody else's toes, but I, I, as a, as a, like a person who lives in Salmon Arm, the, the, uh, and we won't name any names, but the orchard on the corner, I, I notice always apples that are go unpicked, and like apples that are on the ground, that just go like it seems like they go to waste, and I don't know if you know anything about that, like why that happens or. Yeah, I know that that, that 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 orchard on the corner is massive, and I know that that's a huge plot of land with lots of trees, but the ones that are near the road there, it feels like they're always just kind of like left. And I don't know if you know anything about that. If you don't, sorry, I brought it up. <laughs> 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 no, we don't know anything about it, actually. I'm assuming, I'm assuming that, it's, that it was left because they didn't have enough time to pick them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, yeah. sorry. I, I just yeah. thought maybe you had, it's been bugging me as since I'm, oh, it's okay. Every time yeah. you drive. Yeah. Up. It's one of those things. Why is it there? Uh, and this dry apple is, is fantastic. Like it, it's, yeah. I'm not just saying that cause you're both on this show, but it's really good. Yeah. Thank you. That's Glad fun. you enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm jealous. Sorry, I'm man. jealous. We feel bad. <laughs> I've got a Persephone. Uh, a, dr- a dry oh, that's what you're cider. drinking oh man i feel so, so bad okay tell yeah. me what you're drinking tell, what do you got what do you got yeah well i couldn't like i said i went into the liquor store and i asked for shushwap and they were like nope and we like i got a guy to go to the back and check and he was like no so it's there's always a difference here i have stuff here that the guys don't have on the mainland and lots of stuff yeah <laughs> but anyway so they said no and um i'm i'm not that familiar with cider but um I do like Persephone, so I grabbed a, a dry hopped cider. Yeah. I'm not really sure. Yeah, there's lots what of great cideries on the island. Yeah, yeah. So, what would be a dry hop? I know, like a dry hopped beer. Like, is there actual hops in the cider? Yeah. Or? Yeah, absolutely. There's, uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Yeah, there be there could be a combination of hops, or it could be one particular style of hops. 
and uh, yeah, it just imparts the same the same kind of flavors. So, okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah, we're going to experiment with a hop cider at some stage too. Oh, neat. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So, so how how involved in the process uh, of making this are are the three of you? Or is it like a do you, do you have like a brewmaster quote unquote sort of a, a a setup, or is it just you three, you know, coming up with all this and you know you learned how to do it over a certain amount of time? Or <laughs> <laughs> let's let, let's over wine. Let's start a winery or a, a, a cidery. <laughs> what do we do? I don't know. Let's crush an apple and see what happens. <laughs> Well, it just it shows you that um, you can do anything you put your mind to because we didn't know anything about cider making before we started a cidery. Oh, wow. And wow. Uh, we wow. did go to school for it. The three of us attended and we became a cider. We uh, completed the course and we became cider apprentice, apprentices. And, <clears throat> and so we did our, our first batches. We had the juice in the tanks um, not long or around the time, of course, we received our manufacturing uh, license. And uh, we do have a consultant that we uh, we work with. So this uh, individual is fantastic. We work really well with her, but she is out of province. And uh, so we do everything over Zoom or, you know, FaceTime and and right. yes, that's how that's how we started. So um, Kaylee's actually has fulfilled that role of cider maker so she does yep. she does all of it now so she does the the testing and um she does these trials and uh but you know we all we all do kind of everything together it's just we've all fallen into particular roles so it, very yeah. cool yeah it, you very know cool. what and it takes a lot of guts to to start something like that from scratch you know i think like no kidding you know not only yeah. the capital and the know-how but you know, the wherewithal to stick with it and to be able to, you know, to, to do something like that. It, that takes a lot of guts, right? It's a leap of faith, I feel like. <laughs> having yeah, having I mean, not I done never... it myself, right? I, I, I can only imagine, <laughs> right? Like, yeah. Well, we're, the, the three of us were, were lucky in the, the fact that we um, all volunteered together for a good couple of years before we thought this up. So we knew we could work well together. Um, Kaylee, our other partner that's not on right now, she uh, um, organized a, a local women's networking group that has a large uh, community giving component to it. And uh, we started that up in 2018. And the three of us were on a board of five. And we, you know, actually, we've got our $100,000 mark coming up for what we've raised for the community this next month. Congratulations. So, so yes, we worked on that together. And we knew we could work well together. So it was a, a great fit to kind of try out your business partners before you actually invest any money. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good, no good, good thing we did. <laughs> oh, okay. That's good. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Good. Good it's point. It's, oh, sorry, Dan, go ahead. Yeah. I just wanted to chime in. It, it's really nice. We've been sort of, I mean, it was almost like not intentionally, but we've been really focusing on uh, British Columbia breweries for the most part. And um, time and time again, this sort of uh, sentiment of community comes up. And it's really important. And uh, I must say, it, it's something that I find super refreshing. Um, you know, even some places that don't want to get too big to outgrow their community. and Or even um, just to outgrow their farm, like Cranor. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, when it's it's all based on what we produce on the farm and how we recycle all of the waste from the production back into our farm. It's massive. So it's it's cool to, to see it at, at that small base. Yeah, 
Absolutely. So, um, and, and again, like, uh, you, your story is, is, you know, uh, the, the sort of the same thing where you have your, your focus on community and it's, and that's what kind of got you that foundation to start. It sounds like. Yeah, yeah, for sure. sure. Um, and we've had a great amount of support from our women's networking group that, that, that Kaylee started in uh, 2018, actually a little bit earlier than that was kind of more informal before, but yeah, it's been such a, a ton of support from all those women and local businesses. They, they just want to see us succeed. They, they know us in the community and, you know, they, they come out and try our cider and they love it. And they, they volunteer and help us on canning days and things like that, where we need a little extra hand. Um, one of our other, uh, friends from our networking group she's gone up to the Kootenays this week and she's taking some samples out there to drop at a couple of restaurants and liquor stores so we're so lucky to have so many great people that just really want to see us do well so yeah yeah so I do have a, um, a little proposition there for you gentlemen oh yeah Yes. Mm -hmm. So next time we're canning maybe you'd like to come out and do some canning have any of you done canning before? I have never been uh, not it, uh, always yes, interested me. Very interested in this yeah. proposition. <laughs> right on. Yeah. So I will uh, send you a, a little message after the uh, the taping is over. Fantastic! And we'll, yeah, it's yeah, great. We'll get you hooked up. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. There is so your photo up. op Thank for the Instagram account right there. Just canon the cider. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. What? Okay, why don't I pause yeah. at this moment because I still want to keep going with the with the cider. So what what would be next? Yeah, yeah. The semi sweets. So semi sweets. This is this is the lineup of of how you would do a tasting, I guess. Uh, yes, right? actually, how many ciders do you have, Mike? Again. I have t I have two. We have uh, two each. Okay. Yeah, we have two each, and then we the the fifth or whatever we it's shared. So it's gone. What's the next one? What, that, what other ones do you have? Gone. Sorry, I just can't remember. So we might want to put you so, on something else. Oh, I've, I've I've got the uh, I've got the Hascap okay. berry and the uh, cherry rosé. Okay, and then Mike, what do you have? Ooh. I've got the the dry apple nice. and the semi sweet apple. Yep. Okay, sure. We'll do the we'll do the semi sweet okay. next. All right. Sorry, man. After me. <laughs> can you please tell us about this one gina go for it yeah no the the semi-sweet is uh, a very popular one it's uh, a little sweeter like it says in the name um, we add a little bit of raw sugar to that one um, and there are more of the dessert blends than than the tannic apples so you're not going to get that that dry feeling you know in the back of your tongue as much with with that one because we don't have those apples present in that one um, it's a very easy drinking cider there it's clear crisp um, just really light bubbles we use a champagne yeast in all the ciders um, yeah it's a it's a nice one for people who are used to the the sweet kind of alcohol pop ciders um like just transitioning to learning about craft cider because the dry one is quite dry and the semi-sweet is a nice kind of introduction into craft cider and you don't notice how dry the dry is until you have the semi-sweet right after it that, that's right that's why we have you dry first yeah because i was like okay this one's pretty yeah. sweet like this one's pretty good and then i tried this one i'm like whoa this is sweeter not way sweeter but you can tell the yeah. difference noticeably yeah. yeah is there like would you do a sweet for like after a meal or is there like a, a preference for a dry or a sweet or is it just like up to personal taste 
Yeah, L Lindsay has a bit of a wine background. So why don't you speak to that, Lindsay? Um, it's generally personal taste. I mean, are you thinking pairing it with food? Is that the kind of question you're, you're asking? <laughs> Yeah, if or is it like is one like more of a winter cider compared to a summer, or is there like an more of appropriate time to have a dry compared to a sweet? Oh no, not necessarily, not at all, actually. Oh, yeah, okay. I mean, some people prefer the some people prefer the the sweet because um, it can it can actually enhance some certain flavors come out. Like if you're having you know sort of say spicy foods, um, you might want to do a little bit sweeter. But then you can also pair sweet with sweet. Like you said, you craft the the lab honey there, and that can actually pair with also something a little sweet too, like a dessert. So um, so it really depends. It's it's personal, and then sometimes dry goes really well with. Uh, depending on what other flavors come out with it, but you could, you know, have a nice, um, you know, sort of meat dish, right? Sort of rich and creamy kind of dish and the, the dry because of the tannics and the mouthfeel will cut through that and kind of make it a cleaner, yeah. a cleaner feel. So, um, yeah, so it really, you know, there's, there's no, I mean, there's always set ways, right? If you talk to a, a real expert, but it really depends on a lot of it on, on your own personal tastes. But, um, but generally I think, nice. You know, people in the summer, they really like that crispness, right? The fresh and crisp. And, and so things like dry goes really well in the summertime. The cherry rosé, when we get to that, you'll kind of see that'll really pop, you know, in, in the summer, in the hot months. Um, so again, right? It's all personal preference, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Um, I used to, um, I, I lived in Europe for a little while and around the holidays, we'd drink something called Glühwein, mm -hmm. like um, a hot mold wine kind of thing with like cinnamon and spices in it and i've, I've had a cider like that as well uh, which was really nice around like the winter time it just sort of uh yeah it, it kind of reminds me of uh just a a wintry type of, of drink yeah by, yeah by all means it's like yeah that's, that's, beer we like did that. do a, a sorry we did do a spiced uh cherry cider at christmas time just in a, a small release oh, nice. so yeah it is quite a popular thing to have some of those kind of winter spices to kind of warm up your you know sitting in front of the fire and yeah, yeah, I feel all cozy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. We wanted to ask too, who does the the artwork for the cans? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it's a, cool. a neighbor to uh, you in Courtney. There, it's a, a company out of Nanaimo called Hired Guns. Um, they were fantastic oh. to work with. Um, and those, the scenes on the cans are, um, just scenes from around Shishwap Lake with, yeah. with the different mountains and, um, beach cool. lines in the background and yeah, nice and clean and classic looking. Yeah. It's classy looking. It's nice. a classy so looking have, can. Yeah. Have they been with you from the start or, or did you start off with uh, other art and then kind of find these guys um you no know, they were with us right from the the beginning of creation it was a really cool, cool process hey Lindsay, it was probably awesome. one of our most fun kind of processes to you know you start out with a, a font and a logo and then you know you just keep adding little pieces in and the three of us would go i like this i don't like that you know they would mm -hmm. you know come with a couple new ideas to kind of hone in on what we were looking for. And yeah, it was just, it was a process, but the three of us really just, you know, you just start trying to get the feeling of what you want to portray in your product. And we really love the, the scenes from around the shoe shop and uh, having the, the there's a, a bee and a, a lavender sprig there on the honey lavender can. And yeah. yeah, it's just very, very calming looking images, I think. 
Yeah. And the logo is nice. good too. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> before we get to the next cider though, I wanted to ask you and uh, we both, Mike and I uh, noticed these and we, we've never seen these before the, what it came in, like mm-hmm. the biodegradable or the, the recyclable. Uh, yes, we've seen yeah. the plastic ones, the the four pack holders, but not the biodegradable. Right. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yes, they're um, they're called. Um, so it's a company that was out of the states, and we sourced them before, long before we had opened. Um, and it was Texas actually, and they sent us some samples, and they are compostable uh, four pack rings. And luckily, so I mean, certainly getting them from Texas would have been an issue over, you know, the COVID period, but luckily, you know, early on in the days there, there is a local company in, um, well, across Canada that they, they carry them now. So they distribute for them as well, I should say. So, yeah. Yep. So we are, Gina, I think there's another company that uses that we heard. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think it was, was it a beer? I Yes. Is it Begbie? Mount Begbie. It's on the tip of my tongue. It might come later. Mm-hmm. Barkersville. Isn't that right, Gina? Barkersville? Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Barkerville. Barkerville. I've yeah. heard of them. Mm-hmm. Is, is that a town in BC? Is that Barkerville? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. I that. Interesting. Uh, yeah, so Barkerville. And then I do believe Rustic Roots has it too, out in, uh, down in Simlikameen. Yeah. yeah. I think they carry it too. But yeah, very few carry it that, that we know of. So cool. I've very rarely seen it. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's brilliant. Such a great it's idea. Brilliant. Such a great idea. Yep. Uh, yeah. What's next? And well, why don't we do the uh, why don't we do the cherry rosé? Let's do the cherry rosé. So I've been drinking the the Hascap Berry here for the last little bit. Is this gonna throw oh, man, me off? You skipped the line. You, the... you jumped the queue. Oh man, no, are you I chewing gum, wait. dude? <laughs> no, man. <laughs> I couldn't wait, man. It was just I didn't know which one to start I with, and know. and I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, sorry. I honestly have to say there's no rules here. So why don't we do the Hascap yeah. then? Okay. Well, I got. I, let, no, let's let's do the rosé because I just opened it. Okay. So, let's let's see. <laughs> wow, that's really good. Awesome! Yeah, that that one is that's a blend good. of uh, cherry wine with our apple cider. So, um, anything ah. that is has apples an apple base in it for alcohol is cider, and any other fruit right. is a wine when you make it into alcohol. And when you make oh. um, pears into alcohol, it's called a perry, like a, when it's completely oh, pears. Okay, because that's another thing I was going to ask is, you know, why why wouldn't they use like a peach cider or a, a pear cider or whatever? That's That makes sense. Yeah, that's mm. awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah I had no cool. idea. Yeah. So, yeah, but this is this is fantastic. <laughs> He's drinking copious amounts for those listening. <laughs> <laughs> Are you it's thinking good. of I can't stop. It's good. <laughs> Um, no, but I'm definitely, I'm definitely putting it in the, uh, in, in the, the rotation for sure. It, it's super, I have to say over the Christmas holidays, I was drinking cider. It was just like a nice break, uh, from the usual loaf of bread, (laughs) beer (laughs) type of Christmas diet that I have. But, um, yeah, yeah, it it is definitely nice to sort of break it up. Yeah. Yeah, It's it's gluten free too. Right. So exactly. can't have gluten or don't want to have gluten cider is a 
perfect alternative because it's just naturally gluten-free. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Actually my fiance is uh, celiac. So I'm quite aware of this, I'm quite aware of the struggle. <laughs> so yeah. Um, and I was going to mention too, uh, alcohol content in, in these and the, the, sorry, the dry apple is 7.1. The semi-sweet is, is seven. Yeah. Oh. And the rosé is, sorry, six point six point two. Did you say? And the uh, honey lavender. So is, is that six, like yeah. kind of a, a standard alcohol, like you know, by volume for for cider, or is that is that higher than usual, or how do you come kind of settle on that? You know. Um, well, we yeah, I mean, by nature, when you ferment, it will come up to those those quantities um, quite easily. So if someone wants to actually reduce the alcohol content, they are there's certain process that you would do to bring that down. So we didn't do that in ours. So that's why there's a bit of a range. And it is allowable from the labeling standards that, that you can have a bit of a range in there. Oh, okay. So, oh, okay. yes. So it doesn't have to be exact. Like it's within a certain percentage, a very small percentage, okay. but it's it's allowed in there. So, Is, is there some sort of a, a, a maximum allowed alcohol limit or a, a maximum that you could reach in your process or it just kind of? Yes, I believe. Because sometimes you, you see IPAs are like a 10% or a nine points, like they, they get higher end, yeah. right? Only the ones you drink, Mike. <laughs> Only the ones I yeah. drink, yes. Well, we'll be called the wine if we go that high. Yeah. That's, that's the issue. Okay, yeah. gotcha. There you go. So once you get, yeah. Gina, yeah. I can't remember. What's the amount then? If we get over, then it's constituted as a wine. 11% is it, or is it even eight something? Um, I know there's a reason we don't want to go over seven. Um, and we haven't... Yeah, you know, I've forgotten. We've just been in this range, and I haven't... Uh, thought about being out of this range and why we haven't been out of the range for a while. So just it's sticking working. to what we do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we certainly don't claim to know everything. We are always learning all the time, guys. Yeah, like, <laughs> and that's great. Yeah. Fair enough. I can imagine. Add to our file folder and go, oh, right. Yeah. That's, that's okay. We're, we're all here to learn. Yeah. So. With some more than others. We know yeah, some more next to nothing. So that whole process, <laughs> can you tell us about that process? Like the, okay, so you have all of the, the apples now that you have the 20 apples, variety of apples that you've collected. You've got the champagne yeast. You've got all of the, the, the ingredients together. Now what happens? Where, where does it all go down? What happens? How do I, where does it get to where I'm canning it on a Saturday afternoon and stealing sips? Where does that? <laughs> oh no! First of all, you don't still sip. Okay. You, oh you well, I don't know if I'm in. I, oh man, yeah, you fired okay. already. We get a all lot right. of reject cans, so we call them reject cans. I don't know if that's like a standard ah. term when you can, okay. but they're called reject cans, and quite often there can be a lot, and you have to drink them. Like there's just no way. Okay. We, we all right. Well, well, if you have to, then you have to. Yeah. So yeah. that's okay. We don't waste a thing. Perfect. That's not. That's not. Beauty. That, that might might be why we have quite a few volunteers that like to come <laughs> <around. laughs> <laughs> so you're saying I'm not the only one? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> uh, yeah, but Lindsay, do you want to talk about the, the process after the yeah, apples are picked? And yeah, it's pretty straightforward. You get the uh, the apples. Um, we have a, a juicing company that comes out. They're mobile. Uh, do they go out to the farm? 
and all the apples are picked by the by the orchardist and then they get pressed through the juicing uh it's like a juicing van and then they get pumped all that juice gets pumped into a, a tote which is those uh, very large ibc totes you see on farms and that juice um, gets trapped over uh transported over to our facility we pump it into the tanks we add yeast, um, we let it do its thing, we let it ferment, and we can stop fermentation um, at any time, or we can continue to ferment to dry, and that's just by doing trials over certain amounts of uh, weeks. And then you just let it sit, and then you pull the yeast off, um, and then you transfer the juice into a clean tank, and then we'll, we'll have a look at that and we'll do trials again for that. And then there's certain things we may add back into it. Like it's quite common to add something like say a malic, malic acid, which gives it more apple flavor. You might add that back into there depending on the type of juice that you got, just got. And uh, yeah, so it's a little bit of a few trials there. Um, there's certain things that we add for clarity. So are, you've probably maybe have seen some cloudy ciders before, mm -hmm. like still ciders or cloudy ciders. Yeah, yeah. Um, ours yeah. are all clear. So we do a clarity, a, a clarifying process. Um, so we'll do that too. And then at the very end before we can, we go through a lot of filtration. So we filter instead of pasteurize. Um, there's two ways to stabilize your product. Um, one, you could add a, certainly add a lot of preservatives and stabilizers. Um, you could pasteurize, which is just like throwing it into a big hot, hot water bath, um, or you can filter. And we opted to filter our product, and that just reduces and gets a, um, all the impurities down to like 0.05 microns. And uh, that stabilizes the product in the cans because we don't want our can to explode, right? Sure. Um, so, and then it goes through that same process, goes into, uh, like I said, five times, and then it goes into our uh, bright tank, which is our carbonation tanks, and that creates all the bubbles in it. We add our CO2, and again, you want to reach a little bit of a certain uh, CO2 regulation there, just in regards to bubbles, like how, you know, do we want sort of, you know, a, a lot of bubbles, like some things you may have seen are high, highly carbonated as compared to not as much carbonated. And that's the last process before canning. It, awesome. And, and oh, sorry, and in that process, does the beginning to end, how many days is that? You can do it in, in as quick as six weeks, but okay. that's, that could be a stretch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That could be a stretch. You don't want it to ferment too quickly. Um, generally. So we have all of our tanks are temperature controlled. So we can control that even though it might be really hot outside or really cold outside. Cool. Cool. Sorry, Dane, go ahead. So the when you press the juice, the pulp stays on the farm. Yeah, yeah, they'll just uh, interest back. Okay. Yeah, that's really mm -hmm. nice. Is that okay? That mobile juicer is that the same mobile juicer that they have at the like Apple Fest that they bring out there? That yes. Oh, that thing yeah. is mesmerizing <laughs> to watch. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, I. It's always... a different company. Oh, but okay. it's the same concept. Oh, yeah. I always, I, I'm so like, I, I bring the kids to watch that thing. It's just this whole thing that is like, it's beautiful. It's like this stainless steel massive unit that just does everything. It just it like juices everything and it just does a high volume. But, and I always try to like talk to the, the people that are running it, but nobody ever speaks English. So <laughs> like, how does this work? What are you doing here? Like, what's going on? And he's like, I, I don't know. No, I can't speak. So, but that thing is, it's, it's cool. Yeah. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, we've got one, we got one left. Yes. That you've already, 
that is the Hascap. So, so I've, I've already noticed that the Rosé is quite a bit smoother than the Hascap. Just just like a back of the tongue sort of, I don't know if it's a bitterness or, or what it would be, but. Yeah, I mean, we definitely yeah. have followings for, for both for, for yeah. different reasons. Um, They're both yeah, I, I like yeah. myself. I like that cherry rosé in the summer. I find it really nice and smooth yeah. and um, just easy drinking. The Hascap, we've, that's also, Hascaps are from Salmon Arm as well. Um, okay. And that has a little bit more of a berry taste to it. Uh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So what's the plan you for wanna... this? Or oh, sorry, Lindsay, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to interrupt there. Um, I think we would love to tell you the story about the Hascat berries. Hey, Gina? Yeah, why don't you do yes, that? please. No, you do it. <laughs> I'm texting Kaylee. Kaylee said she's trying, Rock, to paper, bathe, she's trying to bathe her boy for bath time. <laughs> well, the, the Hascat berries come from um, a farm just outside of Salmon Arm. And uh, the the people that own it, um, the, the two, two of the ladies there, they are also members of our women's networking group. And um, they uh, are also a part of, um, they're, they're trying to create, what, what is it? It's not a society, it's a- Social enterprise. A social enterprise. So um, they're trying to bring um, awareness and help for uh, victims of childhood sexual abuse. So they are um, yeah, doing different things to raise funds to create a retreat there with all of the, the, the counselors and therapies and things that, um, that are necessary to help people you know, that have been through that type of situation. So um, with the, the Hascap Berry, uh, we give back, a, is it a dollar per every liter that we sell, we get a dollar back wow. to their social enterprise to help them with, with their project. So yeah. wow, that's huge. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. Great. We'll keep drinking the cascap berry then, Mike. That's <laughs> keep... <laughs> there we go. Oh, and they're called You Grow Girl. I don't think I said that. So, yes, You Grow Girl. And oh. they, they have a flower farm there yeah, as yeah. well. And they, they sell flowers at farmer's markets. They make candles and bath salts and things like that, too. So they're they're quite diverse in, in their activities to, to raise awareness and funds for their, their social enterprise. So, so cool. Yeah. yeah, we're really proud to be working nice. with them. No kidding. It's neat that you can incorporate all of that into your business, right? All of that, the charity stuff as well, right? Like, and even past things that you've had and connections that you've had to be able to bring that in. Um, that's pretty neat. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, we, we have tons of support and we want to give support back wherever we can to, to the community. So, yeah. And the Hascap Berry is, is a, like, kind of a tart berry is it not like i remember picking some of these in town yeah but i don't know maybe they weren't ripe uh, can you tell me what the hascap berry should taste like when it's ripe <laughs> they're, they're kind of a neat little thing like i didn't really know much about hascap berries until just a, a few years ago but yeah. they're hugely popular around here and they're a very hardy plant they grow them quite a bit further north as well and they're they're like a blueberry but kind of a long blueberry and they have a very thin skin so they're they're you know, harder to, to bring to market because they, they they break a lot more easily. But of course mm -hmm. we just squash them all up and, and put so, them in our cider. So, so we don't mind that part of it, but <laughs> yeah, they're, um, I, I like the dried Hascap berries. Those I think I prefer over just the, the fresh ones, but um, Lindsay, do you, I, what do you think of the Hascap when they're fresh? 
Yeah, I don't mind them. I have to say they're, uh, I mean, they're, they're very expensive because they're very just, uh, I wouldn't say difficult to grow. I don't think they're difficult to grow. I don't know really why they're so pricey. I think it's because of the harvest involved or right. They're delicate and it's hard to shelf life. Yeah. Yields maybe is not as much. Mm -hmm. Um, but they are the, like one of the first berries to, to ripen, um, you know, strawberries are generally early too. So, but I think, I think hascaps are the the first ones to ripen in very early June. So, um, yeah. And I know that birds love them. So there's this huge issue of getting to them before the birds do, and then they have to put all the netting down, which is also very laborious and time consuming. So I think that's what increases (laughs) the price of the hascap berries. <laughs> just, just see the picking crew in in the field fighting <laughs> off birds as they're trying to pull it. <laughs> yeah, <it's- laughs> that's why it's so expensive. It's the the, <laughs> the extra man hours on that. Yeah, it's, extra uh, man yeah. hours. The, the, the danger the pay. The, uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm looking on I'm looking on your website here, and and it says what you have on tap. Now it, it, it's um, the just just the. How do you come up with the the different varieties? Now you've got your peri that's hundred percent pear. You've got the hascap. You've got a ginger pear and a blueberry and a. I'm not even going to try and say that. <laughs> a small batch Ortega. Ooh, you said that very well. Yeah. Woo-hoo. And for the record, yeah, I well, had the Ortega and the blueberry. Both were unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. So Lo- local, local, local. We we just you know we come up with what we put on tap by what is available for us around town. So the blueberries are from Blue Eden Farm and that's out in Glen Eden and they're organic blueberries. So um, we use those and uh, Lindsay knows the folks out at uh, Sunny Bray Winery and uh, Kaylee and Lindsay went out there and uh, got a bunch of uh, Ortega grapes and uh, did co-ferment with our apple cider with that one. Yeah, I've had the Ortega, like an Ortega wine before but i've never Wait, had an insight yeah, yeah so delicious but i had never had an insider i didn't know that, I, that that could be done so but excellent yeah yeah really good. it's very delicious it's very yeah. yummy yeah we yeah it's dangerous we, um, it's dangerous it's dangerous yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe way to put it yes yeah. super sneaky it's almost like a little prosecco kind of idea yeah it's mm-hmm. uh, yeah very light and um, it's got some tropical fruit there because of the Ortega and like lychee and passion fruit. And it's just like a, a lovely, yeah, celebration drink or, I mean, yeah, we, that's how we marketed it at the holiday time because that's when we released it. Not, not soon, but not, uh, not soon before that we, um, yeah, came out with the Ortega. So it was like, this is perfect for the holidays. Yeah. Yeah, totally. And speaking of the holidays, okay, so what's coming up for Shoe Shop Cider this spring and summer? Do you have, can you release any, you know, give us any hot tips of what you got coming up or do we just Limited have to come in. and wait? Um, yeah, Gina, what do you think? Well, we got, I we know tell we, them. we have um, <laughs> some blackberries fermenting back there. So we'll do oh, nice. a blackberry cider. Um, Kaylee's nice. been doing some trials with that. Um, we also have a peach mango coming. And um, so that'll be kind of cool. The, the peaches themselves, we, uh, Lindsay, you and Kaylee were saying that peach just, there's not a ton of flavor in peaches. They're just very 
you know, watery and it's really hard to get that, that natural peach flavor, unless you like back sweeten with peach concentrate or something, it's really hard to get that flavor through. So um, we've paired it with uh, mango to kind of, so we've got some subtle peach and some mango flavors in there. And so we're looking forward to having that one on tap pretty soon too. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Um, Okay. We want to, we want to wrap it up with talking a little bit of music. If, if, if you are okay with that. Yeah. And, and Lindsay gave us two, two names and we loved it because it's just not our usual. And, and that was that, and neither is cider. So yeah, you brought us, brought us out of our safe. Zone, which is nice. <laughs> so, you know, and, and these names are Etta James, which I, you know, only knew one song. I'll be honest. I, I, I only know one song. Really? I really think I knew anything else. Yeah, huh, it, really? it kind of felt like I don't know, like it's like one of the best singers. I oh, ever, I came late ever. to the whole party then because I I was listening to like Ella Fitzgerald that kind of stuff like, but yeah. I never ended up in even like Nina Simone like I was listening to that kind of stuff. But I, dude, you're like a chess yeah. records guy, yeah, but aren't like you? it yeah, kind of felt man? like At Last came out and then <laughs> she kind of she got big again, but she was always there, right? Like I looked it up, she was active. 1954 to 2012, 58 years she's making yeah. music. She's done like every yes. genre of music. Unbelievable. In the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, <laughs> in the Blues yeah. Hall of Fame, like you name it, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Lindsay, yeah. why did yeah. you give us Etta James? I just always loved Etta James. I love, yeah, just her style, um, her gumption, I guess, her performance style. Um I don't know. I mean, I love all the other names you you also said Aretha Franklin too, yeah. and Nina Simone. But yeah, just Etta's always stood out for me. And and I have a little um, dark secret. Well, it's not really dark, but I have a little secret about Etta. Etta James is that. <laughs> so I've always wanted a hobby farm. Yeah. And I'm one day when I'm gonna have my hobby farm, I'm gonna have a guard goose, and her name is gonna be Etta. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> Just patrolling the front. You heard it, heard it first right totally here. Totally patrolling yeah. the yeah. whole farm. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> yeah. It's... Yeah. Well, I, I really got into a lot of it too. Uh, growing up, my, my mom's a singer, so she, she got into doing a lot of, a lot of covers of Etta James. And uh, so growing up, it, it was sort of in the background, you know, quite, quite frequently. But uh, doing this, this new dig uh, into, to more of her stuff. Uh, she has a lot more bite and edge and attitude than, than many of the other, uh, female vocalists that, that you talked about before. And, you know, you, you can, you can just see how she just has this, I don't know, it's, it's this little, it's not mean, but it's, it's just this little backs. Yeah. It's, it's so cool. It's, yeah, it's probably what kept her going. It seems like, yeah, it seems very authentic. And I have to say, like, uh, the connection that I have is um, Roll With Me Henry, I think is the name of the song. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, it's one like, from the earlier years. I think it was, she did this one in like 50s, 54, 55 mm-hmm. or something like that. Anyway, it was on Back to the Future. And I was like, <laughs> at work, Thursday or Friday, <laughs> I'm just like listening to Eddie James and that song came on. And Where I just had I a flashback. To Back to the Future, they're in the cafe, and Marty McFly is doing something or other. But it was on 
that movie and it just like brought me back but what a great song we were listening to um i'm trying to remember the name of the album that was on during supper and dancing around our little yeah. baby eating, eating dinner and listening to Eddie james it was really nice yeah but going back to your comment like i think i listened to a live concert it was her first concert in france yeah and she was like you know a lot of people thought i was jazz or this is when they thought that i was a jazz singer and i think she really identified with being a blues singer yeah like she did the rock and roll like great yeah i love that stuff but her blues is fantastic it's it's unreal and it, it's yeah. cool how she seems to have influenced like janice joplin I can yeah. see a lot of that flavor, that that style, just kind of transfer through, which is, it, it's super yeah. cool. So yeah. yeah, and the second name that you gave us was the Whitlams, and you know I had, I I didn't know this band, and then I saw their hit, <laughs> and I was like, oh, I remember no aphrodisiac back yeah. in the '90s. I remember that yeah. <laughs> floating yeah. around when you know it, that whole like during the whole alternative thing. I remember that, and I I went back and listened to that song again. But like these, like they are one of the most successful indie bands in like Australian music history, and like they've been going for thirty years. But they are like one of the truly like independent bands that like actually you know made it, you know, and they, and actually had some hits. Yeah. So um, yeah, what, what's your connection with the Whitlams, Lindsay? Um. Well, I dated one of them. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, wow. I was going to say. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's the father of my child. Yeah, like, and, uh... <laughs> I slept with all of them or something. No, you're not going to air that, right? <laughs> well, that's, we're putting it at the front of the episode, I probably actually. Will. That's how we're starting yeah, exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's, Strange that's the lady teaser. in BC says she slept with all of No, no, I just, uh, I lived in Australia for a number of years and... It was just a band um, that, um, yeah, that we listened to at the time and just has a lot of uh, very strong memories for me. Um, and I love the, the, I love the lyrics and the style, just they yeah, that typical indie, I don't know, typical, but like an indie band yeah. and yeah, yep. it was, that's all. I can't really say anything else. Much more <laughs> than that. Yeah. I have a question. If you've made it, are you still indie? Am I, Pardon? It's a good question. That? There's that's another episode, Dane. But yes, a very good question. <laughs> Definitely. He, uh, yeah. If you've made it, are you still considered independent? Right. Like that's, I don't know. Um, yeah. You know, and I don't know if they've actually made it, but I mean, I remember that song. As soon as I heard it, I was like, oh yeah, I do I've too. Heard this one, I, I've heard this. So yeah. Uh, well, and it, it's it's wild how they can be so massive in Australia, and over here we know like one, maybe yeah. two songs. It's just yeah, unreal. Yeah. No. How big this no, world totally, is for sure um thank you both for coming on here this was uh awesome we learned a ton um and uh we had a really good time yeah <laughs> yeah definitely yeah, this, is awesome. this, is, this is great <laughs> we really appreciate the opportunity to to share more about cider with all your listeners for sure yeah, yeah that's awesome yeah 100 and we're, we'll definitely be down for that canning thank you so much for the uh the offer with that that's yeah, that's that so great. yeah I, you just have to be prepared to do 10 hours Oh, <laughs> 10, ten hours, hours. Of drinking? 10 hours a, yeah. a day yeah. for a week. Yeah, 10 hours of drinking, exactly. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Very physical labor, too. So That's okay. Uh, I'll have to crawl all yeah. the way home. Yeah. <laughs> You're sleeping Organize in the Organize babysitters. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> we had a lot of fun. Thank you very much, guys. Yeah, absolutely. 
All right, we want you guys to subscribe, share, and review this podcast. Keep it going, keep it strong, because we're having a great time entertaining you guys with B-Sides and Beers podcast.